My name is Austin, and this is Dungeons and Dracon Beams. Previously on Dungeons and Dragon Beams, various alarm clocks blare across Ocean Grove, signaling tired teens everywhere to wake up and get ready for school. As Zach's neighbor's kids file out of their houses and to the bus stop, they pass by the window, unnoticed by Zach, who is fast asleep. At Pacific Towers, Savannah's phone lights up with an alarm, which she uncharacteristically swipes off, but never wakes up. First period passes, then second period passes, and by that time, Zach crawls out of bed, which he does only at Moe's insistence. Similarly, across town, Savannah bolts up, realizing it was very late and that possum needed to be attended to. She jumps out of bed, tosses a jacket over her pajamas before heading outside, disturbing Aximili, who seemed to be dozing, and in no way disturbing Cameron, who is still snoring on the couch. Working the front desk of Pacific Towers, one may see many things, most of them mundane. People going to and from work, packages being delivered, various residents taking their animals on walks. So it was barely remembered when Savannah skidded past the front desk being dragged by Possum. It was hardly noted when she returned holding something in her closed fists, Possum excitedly jumping at her. When a teen boy skateboarded through the lobby and disappeared into the elevator, it was only observed because the sound of wheels on the lobby floor was novel. Then when a group of teens piled out again, this time there was some scrutiny, but they passed out of the building respectfully and so they were quickly forgotten. Two ran back in shortly thereafter, such forgetful creatures these teens, holding an empty Tupperware. Ah, someone must have forgotten their lunch. It was only minutes later when they exited again. Even with all of that commotion, it was lost on the workers when they had to answer phones, sign for things, check in guests, and the like. It was lucky indeed that no one questioned them to find out that they were carting cockroaches and flies inside and out. Cameron received a warm welcome from Miko. Miko couldn't have known that every single one of the kids standing before him, awkward and shy except for Cameron, had recorded a fly and cockroach DNA into their own bodies, or that after this moment they were going to melt and crunch and squeeze into those forms and sneak around a hospital to gain intel on alien enemies. All Miko saw was Cameron, a kid he cared about, and some of his friends looking for breakfast. And that was something he could help them with. He whipped up malasadas and sent them on their way. Every day he was grateful he had a place like this to call his own and he wasn't an underappreciated Waffle House employee anymore. After scarfing down some food on the walk to the hospital, the Humanimals scouted out a location to morph and found a dumpster that would do. They stashed their belongings before squelching and shrinking into four disgusting flies. They zipped and whizzed across the roadway, narrowly avoiding cars before making it to the front of the hospital. One short scouting mission later, they determined they were just going to have to waltz in the front door. A fantastic plan. Had the hospital not had a blast of air to prevent flies from coming in this very scenario. No security system is perfect, though, so even though one of them almost got squished by a man, the flies got through. The security guard at the front desk lazily waves his hand at the fly that's buzzing around his screen. A nurse coming in for her shift enjoys her own private little moment of freedom as she heelies down the hallway, oblivious to the flies streaking overhead. A nurse prepped for surgery laser focuses on how he's going to help save this young man's body from a horrible chest wound, and he couldn't swat at the flies if he wanted to, being scrubbed up for surgery. No one notices that a small swarm has descended upon the surgery wing of the hospital. Certainly not Evan, who is getting his legs x-rayed to see how the bone is healing. And definitely not the controllers locked away in one room of the hospital, discussing how the plan was going extraordinarily well for them. hork stood at attention, out in the open, as a military man discusses how they are going to bring infested people into this ward, and how it was all happening ahead of schedule. Zack sounds the alarm, and everyone scrambles to find a secluded room to morph in. 
The controllers move down the hallway discussing the plan, but not far behind are three teens in an andalite, bulking, shifting, growing, and becoming dangerous. They're about to get the surprise they hope to avoid. Bandits. And that's where we are now. Let's do it. My name is Savannah. My name is Zach. My name is Reese. My name is Grant. My name's Cameron. Do you believe in aliens? Because they're real. They could be anyone. Your neighbor. Your teacher. Your best friend. Your parents. They're called the Yerks. The Yerks. Yerks. The Yerks. Yerks. They take over your mind, your body. They, they crawl inside your brain. Take over your entire life. And guess who's going to stop them? Us? Is it us? Us. Yeah. Five idiot teenagers with the power to turn into any animal we can touch. Against aliens? That's insane. It's crazy. We're gonna save everyone? We're gonna save everyone. Yeah. Even you. Somewhere. In Ocean Grove. In... The suburbs. Nice house. Tree house in the backyard. Inside. There's a cockatoo. Who's escaped from his cage. He flutters over to a radio. And with one of his... Toey talents. Pokes a button. And some rock music starts playing. And he starts bobbing to it. Because he can feel the energy that is coming. And everybody's going to go ahead and roll initiative. Okay. All right. Aximili is peeking out of... He's kind of up against the door where people can't see him. He's kind of using one of his stalk eyes to peek out. Two humans have just entered the room at the very end of this hall. Just letting you know where other civilians are. Zach is up first. Um, I actually want to delay uh, my turn until somebody passes, and I'm going to just say, like, um, we all need to head towards the, um, like, the northeast corner. That's where they were heading last, and I'm not going to charge in until you guys are with me. Next up is Max, Aximili, and uh, he'll look back over his shoulder with one of his stock eyes, and he has a hand on the doorknob. Uh, are we ready? Yeah, go. He waits for a second. What are you waiting for, dude? Stock eye turns to Savannah. I think we're ready to start tracking them down the hallway, but Cameron, you should probably use your superior sense of smell to lead us. Okay. Max opens the door and uh, waits a second, and you see Cameron shift like push his body through the doorway. Axe do you think it would benefit us to slice down the cameras as we move throughout the space? It would not be hard. Perhaps we should do that until we are not able to do it anymore. Yes, and he'll follow out right behind Cameron. 
So Cameron will get here and make a perception check, and right as he does, accidentally comes behind and swings his tail and go ahead and slices that camera. His nose hits there. I, I think I think I have a scent. There's a lot in here, uh, but I I at least have the general direction. You're up. So yeah. Okie dokie. Um, I am following them at this point. Uh, I'm going to double move with them because there's no other action I want to take right now. So I will be following behind them. Um, not that I'm trying to be stealthy because I am a rhino, but I am taking up the rear right now because I can't. You are too too big to go through the door. Oh, I'll take it out. Yeah, so just make a strength check. You just don't crit one. (laughs) (laughs) It's a 22. Does that work? Oh, Jesus Does a 22 work? Austin, does a 22 work to get through a door? It immaculately works. Uh, Do you leave a Looney Tunes shape, like, rhino shape in the the doorway? uh, Maybe for a second, and then it all comes crumbling down. There's just rubble now, like, where this door used to be. uh, And, like, just a big hole. And you do see, like, with your... It's, your vision's kind of poor, but like as you're moving around, you see um, Evan in the room and the nurse just like against the wall, and they just like, what the fuck just happened? The PTSD like, is hitting Evan in waves right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. This isn't the first time. Okay, um, I'm going to go ahead and come out uh, and then see what Savannah has morphed. And I'm gonna go, um, hey Van, can you please get in the front? Uh, Max, I'd like you on rear guard, and Cameron, if it's okay, I'm just gonna ride on your back. Guy, my job here is to get you guys out if we have to, and we're probably gonna have to split up so you guys can move. You don't want damage in the front? Not unless we need to. You guys should be able to get away if you have to. All right. Um, I'm still going to jump on Cameron's back. All right. So, like, this hallway is pretty cramped for a polar bear and a rhino. Um, So, like, you all are having to, like... Like, your body's definitely rubbing on at least one of the sides at, at all times. So you're like what? It's not a big hospital hallway where you cart things through and pass each other with beds and stuff. It is like that's what I'm saying. You only touching one wall at a time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So just like normal hallways, then if you walk and touch a singular wall, <laughs> you are just knocking stuff down. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, Alex. Two rhinos come down the hallway. <laughs> Poor Austin. I'm so sorry. Uh, you jump onto Cameron and what next? Because you're up, up first. Um, there's no way for me to convey my move action to him, is there? Uh, no. You can hold your action okay. until he moves or something like that. Uh, I guess that's what I'm doing then. Because I feel like his move speed is better than mine. Or at least the same as. This guy starts to come around this corner. He's running. And he gets to here and sees you all. And uh, he just stops, and you see him like uh, turn around and take a couple steps back. He does knock on this door. 
And he's yelling. Ah! Okay. And he sees you all. Next up is Max. He will move here, cut this camera, and uh, lean up against like the side of the wall. Try to smush his body against it so everybody can move past him. Uh, this door opens, uh, and everybody with Savannah can see through the crack. The hork bajir with a green sash like looks out, and this man is like, ah, 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 the, the Andalites, they're here. The rhino's up. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm charging into that room, and whatever might be behind that wall, door, door wall. Listen, my vision isn't fantastic. I'm charging towards the door. Where that may be, may not be a door. Um, but yeah, I'll take that down and whatever's behind it. You wanna fight? Nate, you wanna fight? <laughs> I do. Great charge forward and hit it. As you charge forward, Cameron, like, leans up against the same wall, axes, like, this big bear form, and, like, Zach is, like, climbed up on top of him, one mm -hmm. foot on Aximili's head, the other on uh, Cameron's shoulder, just getting out of the way for this rhino. Yeah, the <laughs> hope was that this wouldn't be the start of what we're doing, but yet here we are. You're gonna hit, uh, and you're going to do enough damage with that to knock it down. So just make me a, a strength check. That is a 16. This wall just... As the rhino hits it and rubble just flies in everywhere. And as like the smoke begins to clear as everybody's moving past or moving towards it. Uh, you all can see in this room. Uh, this hork -Bajir flies back and falls prone. This one just... He doesn't fall prone, but he moves against the wall. This guy goes against the wall and falls prone. Uh, some damage. Just go ahead and roll your... Gore. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Now, does this count as charge? Uh, it does. It does, yeah. Okay. Since they didn't take the hit, but they're getting hit with the rubble, I'm just going to give them half of whatever this damage is, but uh, add everything in. An 18 bludgeoning plus 11. 29, and then we half it. So, 14. The walls... Hit points. Did I do it? Oh, you did it. Oh, this guy, as he flies back, he smacks his head against the wall, and you just see him slump down to the Which guy? The human? Yeah. Uh, next up is Cameron, and Cameron will move his speed. Uh, did you want to jump off anywhere before there, Zach? Uh, well, we can see that there's another Hork here in that room, right? Yeah, there are two Hork Vizier's in this room. Uh, the hole um, is right here. <laughs> this whole wall is well, a hole. So, I'm gonna... Savannah, do you have those Hork Vizier handled, or do you need help? Well, I have them knocked down, so up to you. I can continue to handle these, no problem. Was hoping really not to do this. I'm just gonna jump off um, as we pass the hole and try to get into the room. Okay. All right, and I'm just going to take a running, flying leap at this guy up against the wall and try to <laughs> stone cold stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gra grab him by a snake neck and just swing around and fucking... Hey, did you have advantage or disadvantage on that, Nate? <laughs> Doesn't matter. I rolled two 20s. 
attempting to grapple is a bonus action for me, so I'm just going to attempt to grapple. Easily enough, you grapple him. Cool. Uh, a nine. Not great. You swing at him, and it's like, as you're, like, grappled up with him, he gets one of the blades up, and it, it cuts, like, your forearm just enough to keep you from hitting him. All right, here's my other one. A 19. A 19 does hit. Uh, that's 2d6 bludgeoning damage. 13. Did I manage to drop him to the ground? Is he is he prone? As you, like, try to slam him down, he manages to, like, rake one of his uh, elbow blades into the wall and keep himself up. At the end of Cameron's turn, he's going to roar because he can't get close enough to do anything, so he's going to try to intimidate the human he just sees to run away. That's a crit. Nice. You guys hear... Uh, uh, I'm not a field agent. You hear footsteps. You do hear him yell into this, into one of these doors over here. Finish the infestation. And then footsteps. So with that, your that was your held action. Your turn is back up. Trust me. All right. So I've got a, I got a dead here in front of me. Or is he no, still he's alive? He's still alive. He's just on the ground prone. Looks pretty Well, hard. let's see if we can change that. Uh, everybody's surprise condition's gone now. I'm just going to double punch. Nice. 16? 16 hits. 8. Boo. And then one more. 20. Another 8. So that first hit, as you punch him, uh, you see he just... Uh, his three blades on the top of his head as he like hit him and turn they kind of stick into the wall and uh you yeah. see him just go limp after that and you so your second attack if you want to hit the dead body again you can or you can hit the other one that's on the ground next to him yeah I'll, I'll spin and i'll spin and slam him for another eight and yeah you hear a gasp <laughs> come out of this work bajir as you like slam down into his sternum but he still looks like he's alive and kicking. He coughs a little bit after that, and your all's eyes meet. So, yeah, he's still up. Uh, at that point, I'm just going to say, um, start trying to find the infestation. I'll catch up. All right. You see the polar bear's nose go in the air. Uh, next up is this one that you have on like on the ground next to you, Zach. Yep. He, uh, You see his green sash hang, off, uh, hang down as he pushes himself up. Um, off the ground uh, that'll be half his movement and then and he's gonna swing a uh, one of his claws at you an 11 to hit nope I got a 12 you easily knock that away but he swings again oh no oh no bro so that'll be uh, low damage 9 uh, piercing as one of his claws uh, kind of sticks into your like your deltoid of your arm uh, but then his tail swings around for your ribs it just hits the wall hits his fallen brother next to him gross yeah it is I agree but his fallen brother isn't really fallen he's still stuck on the wall right he's like thumbtacked he's a thumbtacked brother this is thumbtacked brother okay. this is my thumbtacked brother <laughs> a statement that's never been used in the history it has been. Hulk Hogan said it once. He was like, give me a thumbtack, brother. Here, you see Axe tail blade strike the camera. He catches up the camera. He steps over this dead body. Is he dead? The guy gets hit, that hit the yeah. wall? 
Yeah, he gone. Oh no. Sometimes shit happens when people, you bust down some walls. Man. She probably can't even see that. Quite no, honestly. she might step on him on his on her she way by. She might. Yay, PTSD for children. Yay. You guys can roll a perception check to do with hearing with disadvantage. Nice. It's a two. Makes sense. You're in the middle of this scramble. Yeah, I'm slugging it out with a green sash, so. Fourteen. You do manage to hear, I don't care, finish it. This is my promotion. Rhino's up. I'm charging that way. Cameron has to move out of the way. Hey! Hey! Again? Hey, Savannah, do it! Sorry. I'm gonna go through all the walls. You have to pass strength checks, but yeah. For sure. Uh, fine. Uh, give me a I'll strength roll check. Roll a strength through. check. Just don't roll any ones. Don't roll any ones. I rolled a thirteen. <laughs> one in that. You rolled a okay, one. Okay, yeah, but it, it was not on the one that mattered. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's still a six. <laughs> and since those walls are so close together, you don't have to roll for both of them. It's like, uh, you will have to roll again if you keep moving to this one. Yeah, yeah. I'll roll it again. Know. I'll yeah. roll it again. That's a 19. I have no problem rolling strength checks with rhinos, is what you're trying to tell me. That's what I'm asking you. Like, I'll try to be a little bit deft and like a little bit of a prancy boy, but if I can just mow prancy down these walls. <laughs> prancy boy. Oh no, it's a super jacked boy. Oh boy, oh boy. We're doing our best with the cameras. I honestly didn't think we were even gonna be able to maintain it this long. <laughs> More rubble. This is difficult terrain. Now, for everybody, this rhino, as the, she moves through Hey, it. I've cleared a nice path. How dare you? It's only difficult if you stray off the path. That was only 20 feet of your movement. Do I hear any, like, commotion or anything from these guys in the room as I bust in? Like, you uh, recognize Janitor Salp from your school as he looks over his shoulder, and uh, there's a kind of a buff guy under, like, this MRI machine. But they are surprised as shit when you <laughs> bust in here. What do I do in this? Uh, I'm gonna tear down more walls. I'm gonna keep charging through, like I've charged through here, and I'm just gonna kind of continue on this path of destruction and like lean left, crash through this wall right here with my charge. So I'll roll another strength check. Yep, and since you're using your like attack, like you're like putting some oomph into it, you can have advantage on it. Great, that's a 23. Does that make it? That too. Nothing in sight. <laughs> break down this room. Hey, Austin. Yeah? Can I get through that second wall? Fuck it. Yeah, bro. this one you you roll because uh, that's your 20 more feet. Yeah, go ahead. I'm just picturing the people in this room. They're like, oh no, we've been cut. Where, where's it going? <laughs> like, <laughs> Oops. Great. I've opened up some space on this map. gonna be so much room for activities there's gonna listen i'm tired of running into cameron i took what he said to heart i listened to cameron's words thanks anytime okay so now what does cameron do he gets right here he'll just i guess he'll do an intimidation check again because he can't get up there and attack them pretty fucking eye again for this turn we'll say that they um are frozen like in place so basically stunned until the uh, end of their 
their next turn. <laughs> Evan. Basically double move to here. He's in a wheelchair. He, well, yeah, he is. He's on giant wheels. He should be able to go faster. I'm talking about he's not just running out here. You just seen a rhino Oh, he's run running. A he has a broken leg. He's he's hobbling out there. Well, no, his nurse is like pushing him. Listen, this was the real reason Savannah couldn't go moose in the hospital. It's because if Evan saw the moose in the hospital, think about like just the break he would have gone through just now. <laughs> oh no! Here come the fucking Power Rangers. <laughs> Yeah, I see that. It is. Look at the color. <laughs> this guy's gonna take off down that way. She's gonna hide in the corner. What a stunning jacket that man has. Uh, kombucha. Hell yeah. Um, I'm gonna slug this Horkbajir again, I guess. Hell yeah. Fourteen? Fourteen misses as you swing your first uh, fist down. He, like, pushes it out of the way. Uh, fucking shit. It's a crit one. <sighs> Can I bonus action to hit him again? You can bonus action grapple him. I don't want to leave this guy on the ground. I feel like he's a problem. Yeah, I guess if I can uh, try to grapple him. Alright, so it's just opposed athletics or acrobatics. Um, athletics it is. Hell yeah. So you grapple him. I got him in a full Nelson. Half Nelson. Three quarters Nelson. Next up is Green Sash Hork Bajir. Now, I'm sorry, because at the start of each of its turns, the Hork Bajir deals this much damage, piercing damage to any creature grappling it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Austin. <laughs> I did kind of lure you in there, I feel like, and I'm sorry for that. I will Kind of. A little bit. <laughs> Uh, and then three more piercing. So as his like blades up, he has disadvantage on this, but he's gonna try to sling his uh, wrist blade at you. Get a crit one, hit yourself. Yes, he did crit, crit one. one. Did he hit himself? He hit himself. Yes. Uh, since you called that. Hell yes. <laughs> you fucking idiot. He uh, tries to come around and hit you in the head, but like you cuts his move own right fucking up, head off. Cuts his own fucking head off. Just like Jar, homie. Kills himself. Damn. Fucking right, ruthless. Cool. Has an Animorph ever made a uh, Hork Bajir kill himself? Stop killing yourself. Stop, Stop killing <laughs> yourself. I want to give you inspiration for calling that, and I want to give Alex inspiration for making the Stop Killing Yourself joke. You know what? Fuck it. Stop you guys... killing yourself. Stop killing yourself. You guys have inspiration. I don't care if I don't oh, do yeah. it. I'm doing it now. Max up moves this way, sees that camera, sees that camera, makes a decision to not go down there and slice it, so that's... I really gotta, I gotta teach him to give the finger. Is it incy or wincy or... Because you know, it'd be, he'd have to do it like here, yeah. <laughs> I'll just say he moves up the rest of the way, so at least he can do something next round later. Andalite! There's your confirmation. Bud Salp is stunned in fear of this polar bear that just, well, rhinoceros running through and then a polar bear is coming right behind it and yelling. Uh, rhinoceros said. Savannoceros. Can I take this next wall out? Okay, I'll roll a strength check. Okay. It's, it's a 24. Uh, there's another wall, but 
you are. I don't even think you can stop. I think you have to hit this wall. I don't yeah. Think I, I, do, I do have to, like, I would technically stop right before this wall, but, like, uh, horn touching it. Give me a strength check with disadvantage. 16. You stop right, in, except, like, your horn hits it, and, like, it just makes, like, a, a, a hole, like, your horn sized, and then uh, parts of the wall crumble down beside it. Okay, and this is another empty room? Uh, this room is empty, yes. Um, then I'm going to awkwardly turn around. I'm turning around and uh, using, converting my turn to movement. Um, I'll just head back this way. Uh, I left like a perfectly, like you know when you push somebody into drywall when you're dicking around at your parents' house and like you push them into yeah. the wall and it leaves their perfect body imprint on yeah. yeah, like that. <laughs> my mom did that to me once. My grandma got pissed. One of the nurses is just like, ooh. <laughs> And then <laughs> looks right to the go. other wall behind her that's now completely gone. <laughs> Ooh. This, this nurse is no longer stunned now. Finally from the fear. Cameron's turn again. He'll move up. And he'll just use a strength check to try to push this MRI thing that's over Steve over. This thing starts to... Uh... He may have disrupted whatever this is. Who knows? Who knows? Not me. Evan and his nurse. Alright, who's up next? Oh, ev every... The Power Rangers? The I Power Rangers are up next. Jason and Tommy and Lily. Tina? It's like Trina. Trini. Trina. Trini. Amy. Amy Johnson is Kimberly's real name. Amy... Kimberly, yeah, thank you. I thought Kim at first, and I was like, that's not right. This guy's turn. He's right beside Cameron. I'm gonna say he reaches over, grabs like a scalpel, tries to stab Cameron's polar bear. <laughs> you Yorks are so fucking stupid. <laughs> There's a polar bear coming. Better grab the smallest knife in the world. Oh shit, a six. He missed. <laughs> no fucking shit. Why? I mean, listen. I know. I know this is a game where we're fighting as animals, but who would stab a polar bear? That's so rude. Kombucha. Is that? Hell yeah! All right. Uh, I've got a move of thirty. I want to jump onto one Horkbajir and grapple him, but use my weight and momentum to push his head horns into the Horkbajir in front of him. Uh, acrobatics or athletics? Athletics it is. Fifteen. Eleven. You grapple this horse here. Ah! Came at him like a spider monkey. Like an uh, orangutan. Like an orangutan. Uh, like a big spider monkey. For Max, we'll, we'll see this woman right here holding a jar and just uses action to uh, try to disarm her. But he does manage to knock whatever jar is in her hand out of her hand and you hear... Uh, the through all these the rumble of the walls falling and Hork-Bajir running up and uh, an orangutan swinging through the halls you do hear a metal clank 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 against the uh, ground of the hospital floor the jar doesn't break it doesn't it's like a metal container jar thing 
Oh, sorry. I should. I, I say jar. It's like a mayo jar. Yeah, I say jar, and and I, that's my fault because yes, a jar should be glass. This is alien glass. This is a canister. It's a can, bro. Nope. Uh, I will say he presses his tail blade to her neck, though. Salp reaches into his janitor jacket. Kelp. Pulls out one of these things that you all have seen before. Kind of looks like a gun. But different. And he just points it point blank at the andalite in front of him. 14. I think that does hit. Yes, it does. You're you're hanging over this um, your shoulder and you see this. Uh, Zach, and as you're coming back into the room, Savannah, you see um, Max's shoulder just, like, after this beam hits it, it just, like, is sizzling, and parts of it are, like, just falling off and disintegrating. Jesus Christ. South don't seem to care about this hotel. I'm absolutely going to use my movement to double charge right through the middle of here, and as I'm coming through, I'm going to be saying, Aximili, start morphing. Like, I don't know how, how much damage he's taken. All I know is I just saw his arm disintegrate off his body, and I have been shot before the Draken beam. So I, yeah. Yeah, I it know hurts. it's a lot. It hurts, and it's a lot. That's all I'm going to know. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm charging right through the middle of this thing and then knocking what Cameron did. I do actually have bruisers, so if I hit them and it does any bludgeoning damage, they should take disadvantage, but it's not an attack. So that's up to you. You can go ahead and make your gore attack on... Uh south and run through it's a 19 a hit so go ahead and roll all that damage and this will be on south 18 plus 10 bludgeoning i think i mean you're how do you kill bud south oh no <laughs> i don't know what you think 28 bludgeoning damage was going to do to a human but Listen, to be fair... To be fair... To I'm, be fair... <laughs> to be fair... It was a gut reaction. Uh, yeah, no, she's not trying to do anything fancy. She's charging right through the middle. She saw Axe get hit, or heard Axe. However, she took in that Axe was just hit with a Draken beam. She's just charging through. Uh, mental image of a guy going, Die, Andalite! Pah! <laughs> just getting creamed by a bus. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, Man, you got Jesus. his janitor badges hanging off of your horn. <laughs> oh, I no. don't like. I I had zero intention of of killing people coming in here. And yet your body count is My two. My body count is two. I just wanted to make some holes in the wall and disrupt things a little. They'll make strength checks to. Not, I guess, fall prone and back. I full on body checked them. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're, they're. You're a fucking rhino. They're gonna have disadvantage on this check. Ten. That I don't think that's enough. Four. I don't think that's enough. Cameron will take his regular. It'll just be regular for him. He's big like you are. <laughs> Cameron is gonna fall over too. Max is gonna fall over as well. And the, the MRI machine falls all the way up. Fucking Steve is hurt. He, he's just got out of surgery. Oh, no. But he's got to have like 100 HP as jacked as he is. 
doesn't fall down. He doesn't fall down because he's already prone. Yep. He skips like a stone across the hospital floor. So you see as Steve Cram falls to the ground, his chest is back open. Uh, give me a perception check with disadvantage because uh, I'm Rhino. Yeah, and you're a Rhino. It's a nine. Yep, nothing. Nothing what? <laughs> You don't see nothing. Cameron moves his, uses his movement to stand up. Hey, are we killing them? And he pull, he cocks a paw back to hit this guy on the ground beside him. No. I'm just going to hit this guy really hard then. Zach is out of the room. Can I see what's going on? You, you can see in the rooms. The walls are just... Out. The walls are gone. The wall. It's listen. We're doing an open concept design on the hotel for sick people. You see Cameron as he swings down. He's going full force and he slows just at the end and just kind of like wrist slaps this doctor on the ground or this nurse on the ground right here. Knocks him out. Unco he's unconscious. Evan, get the shit out of here, bro. What are you? And your friend. Everybody run. Oh, shit. Evan. You fast bastard. This cop that just ran around this corner behind you, seen you, and he pulls out a pistol. Does a 16 hit? It does. Uh, 12 piercing. Damn. God damn. Max damage. Pistols are OP. He square hits you square in the back, bro. Damn. He's fucked up. You see another person behind him. More coming. That corner's still there and he can't hit you at this angle. So he'll keep moving. This guy sees you on his friend's back. Zach. He's gonna take mm -hmm. a swing at you. Okay. So first, these guys don't get as many though as the, as the green sash, but it's a claw attack for a 22. Jesus. Uh, yeah, that'll hit. Six piercing. I'm not dead yet. Tail. It's getting real close. A tail for 19. That, that hits. Seven slash. And I'm dead. Zach falls to the ground. Next up is this Horkbazier. Gonna take a claw attack at Max. That'll miss. And then the swing his tail over at Savannah for a 16. Yeah, that'll hit. At 12 slashing. And this one will do kind of the same, but first he'll take a claw attack at Savannah. 12 to hit? Uh, yeah, 12 hits. For five piercing and then a tail attack against uh, Cameron misses. Zach, as you fall to the ground and your consciousness slips from you, go ahead and make me a death save. 10. All right. 10 uh, is success, so you do not take a failure. Uh, Max, half his movement to stand up. Uh, he will take an opportunity attack by one of the Horkbazir, and that'll hit. As he gets here, he swings his tail blade over his head. I cannot leave him to die, Savannah. As he staggers over, he swings his tail blade and misses uh, the first or er, his first swing at the Horkbazir, but then his second also misses, and he uh, wrenches in pain as you see like his arm fall a little bit more limp. Rhino. I'm literally just bowling pins trying to scatter them at this point. Um... 
At, like, I am not trying to hit anybody. I'm not trying to kill anybody. I just want these people who are now all gathered around where Axe and Zack are and this Horkbizer, I want them to get out of the way so that we can make a quick exit with Zack at this point. Uh, so I will say I'm going to do that. I'm going to literally just start, like, moving this way, trying to scatter him. And I'll say to Axe nope, good call, get him, and I'll get us out of here. Uh, and that'll be to Cameron as well, so he kind of gets in on what my thoughts are. For that, I'll let you like kind of push him out of the way as you run, but you got to make a strength check against each one. So first, the Hork Pajir as you're, and um, Axemili moves out of his out of your way easily. Twenty-one. So that one will say he. Uh, falls to the right or falls down uh, as you push him out of the way and next up is these controllers so uh, the next one 24 three hell yeah uh, next one 13 <laughs> he's got a broke leg but uh, he's not dead uh, all of all of them are prone and moved out of the way Except the one that's taken half day or taken some damage and his legs broke and he's on the ground. We'll say that's the cop. How about that? I think the only other thing I would do would be to try to clear a path for them, but I don't want to leave them yet in case they need anything. But I can I could charge as an attack at that Horkbisher. He's on the ground too, so you'd have advantage to hit him. Technically, it's the gore at the end of it. Uh, 19. Uh, hits. <laughs> so 23. I mean, you're yeah, he gone. This nurse that's on the ground, as she scrambles and stands up, she grabs the Dracon uh, beam off of Janitor Bud and points it at the polar bear that's closest to her. And five misses, so it goes wide and poof, just makes another hole in this wall. And now it's the polar bear's turn, and he's got some pork fajers in front of him. Swings his claw, hits 12. He'll try to bite him. 14 hits this one. He's not a green sash. And Cameron mauls this fucking this fucking guy. Move here. Stand in between this for Brigier and Axe. Or Max. Call him what you want. Evan, get the... What are you... What are you doing? Healy's... He's in a wheelchair. Yeah, but the Healy nurse is with him now. Oh. They gotta be going so oh fast. Oh my god, like, they must have like a hundred feet of movement. <laughs> They're out. Are they drifting? They're drifting around hospital corners like Initial D? <laughs> like, X Games mode. Evan's out. It's, it's like the bobsled team. <laughs> They're like... <laughs> Feel the rhythm. Two shots at the Rhino. First shot. 16 to hit the Rhino. Hits. That is 11 piercing. A second shot to hit the Rhino. 21? 21, yeah, for nine piercing. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
All righty, right, all right. Rhino's not looking good. This one stands up and she just looks around. Grabs a rock, I guess. All right. Is a six hit your AC? No. None of these ones have weapons except the uh, the cops. Three more attacks. 18? Hits. 17? 17 hits. Five right. does not. So that's just five damage. Now the cop and take a shot. It's a broken leg. Come on. I think they should all have disadvantage because of Bruiser. Oh. So a 14 for that cop then. Hits. Alright, and then for the two that hit you. That's a 15 hit and a 17. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the same. Oh, that pistol that hit. 10 piercing. Yep, and that burns through my last hit points and my reserve. So, stand it down. Well, this was a fun BCK. game. We had we had a good time. <laughs> 16 damage to this Horkbazir. Fucking take him out. A bite. 11 misses. Cameron stands over the bodies of his friends. This Horkbazir. Run, Cameron. Jeez. Take a swing at for Max. Nine misses. A tail at Cameron. 18 hits. Kombucha. Make me a death save. I'm gonna re-roll. Using my initiative, I mean my inspiration. There we 19, go. 19, you, that's another good one. Axe will drop down on two of his front legs and uh, try to grab this uh, wound that's on your neck and just close it and try to like hold it. Uh, and he's gonna make a medicine check. Hey! You are stabilized, Zach. Does that mean I'm conscious? That does not mean you're conscious. It means you can't, you're not bleeding out and dying. So you don't have to make death saves. Uh, Savannah is the rhinoceros. Roll a death save. That's a failure unless you want to use your inspiration. It's a 15. Right. That is a success. This woman with the Dracon beam takes a shot at Max. Five misses, but Cameron ducks out of the way. Hort Bajir behind Cameron. He swings. Second attack is a bite. Uh, he misses. Cop shoots at Cameron. 21 hits. 11 piercing. We are all going to die once again because of a gun. Misses, rock, misses, rock, misses. Whose turn is it? Cop's pistol. Disadvantage because he's screaming in pain. 16. 7 piercing. Cameron's getting riddled with bullets. D more! Savannah, Zach, D more! Uh, this Hort Bajir is gonna take a claw at uh, Max, and that'll hit. And then his tail blade at Cameron, that'll hit. So 7 to Max, and 11 to Cameron. As you hear this in your head, Savannah, uh, you feel like the vigor, like you feel it build up in you and you find an extra little, uh, reserve. Uh, Max swings his tail blade at this Hork Bajir in front of him. <sighs> Fucking miss. Second attack. Hit. You are up, Savannah, but you are prone, so it's going to take half your movement to stand. Okay. Um, that's fine. Uh, I'm going to just use that to double move then. 
Uh, total. I literally, I'm just clearing a path, a straight line shot out of this hospital for us to bolt. Give me one strength check as you're hitting this corner. 17. You can go ahead and move. Uh, we'll say you knock him against the wall and he'll be prone again. Great, he can take disadvantage. Well, did you, you didn't deal damage to him. No, but I just don't like him and I would like him to take disadvantage and I feel if I say it confidently enough, you'll have to listen to me. <laughs> Girl boss. <laughs> this, is the, this is the toxic part. This one lines the Dracon beam up again uh, towards Max. A 12 just hit. So that's 12 more. You see as this Dracon beam hits his tail blade, uh, like a chunk of his tail blade comes off and he just screams in pain and falls over uh, to the ground unconscious Cameron sees this and bends down and uh, puts his nose and head under him and scoops up what he can of Max on his back and takes off this cop will appear and shoot at Cameron yeah, as you, uh, you you hear Cameron's voice and your head starts, your vision starts to come back, you see a uh, cop running past you. I'm up, right? Uh, you you are conscious, yes. Can I get an attack of opportunity on that? Just try grab to grab, yeah, grab his gun and sh- <laughs> I'm grabbing the, the ankle, but not just grabbing it, like I'm yanking back so that he goes, pow! 24, bitch. Road damage on that. Eat shit. 13. He falls down to the ground and just smacks his head on one of these rubble pieces. Can I grab his gun? Uh, scatters onto the floor that's like right beside you. Okay. Um, I'll grab it on my turn. Now after that though, these ones do see you. She picks up a rock and chucks it at you. 18. Oh, that'll hit. Oh shit. One dead. It's bludgeoning. This guy gets up and kind of staggers out launches a rock down at uh, Cameron misses same with Tommy Green Ranger he crit 20s <laughs> fucking Jesus and a dragon sword uh, for 7 damage uh, this smacks Cameron right in the back of the head and Savannah you hear a scream of pain come from this polar bear but he's still limping and staggering on it this guy, I'll say, sees you, Zach, and will throw a rocket you. Picks up off the ground. 14 to hit. What's up with these motherfuckers <laughs> and rocks? Yeah, yeah these mother these rocks. Sh Five. Uh, okay, I'm at four again. Thunk. Zach, you're up. I'm using Inspiring Resolve. God, I hope they're not, they're not they're too far away. I'm going to run. And then I'm gonna do it. As you run past, this guy may get an opportunity attack on you. Well, I'm just gonna have to take the uh, attack of opportunity. I'll catch up with Cameron. All right, let's see if he hits. Crit fucking one, he trips and falls down. Cool, I step on his face as I go by. <laughs> um, through sheer will, you grant yourself and your allies might and endurance. Each creature of your choice within 30 feet of you when you use this feat gains will reserve points equal to 2d6 plus your charisma modifier, which is uh, plus 3. I'm going to go ahead and roll it. So everybody gets 13 will reserve points. Um, I don't know if that revives Max. It does. 
Um, in addition, you and your allies gain advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws for one minute, as long as they're within 30 feet of me. You may use this feat a number of times. So I could still use it two more times, if I want to. As I'm... Uh, my, my inspiring resolve uh, takes effect, I'm going to say... We could go back and finish the job. We've regrouped. You want to go back in there with all of us basically just having died? I feel okay now. Look at Aximili. He does weakly push himself off of Cameron and, and so he can like run himself. With one arm and his tail missing? He does have part of his tail, is a chunk is off and it, his like right arm is barely hanging. When you say that, do you mean like there's just a chunk missing out of the meat of it, or is there like, does it end halfway up? He he has his tail blade still, but like, picture like okay. where it connects to his body, just a big chunk on it, so it's hard for him to swing it. He's hurting, and his ar- his right arm is like barely hanging on his body. No, we should um, we need to get out of here. Teamwork. Uh, Max will hold the rest of his movement to see where everybody else goes, but he's gonna kind of like stall right here as he waits for everybody to catch up. Savannah. Max, kill those cameras. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you see his tail blade uh, move slower than it normally does as he hits his camera, but he does manage to cut the lens off of it. Uh, so if if I crash through here, I can do it with my movement, but I'm going through walls, so I have 40 feet of movement, and then... Three strength checks, pretty much, because there's basically three walls in between. Okay. 16. Five, 11. This one points her drake on beam down the hall. Uh, you see this woman, as you look over your shoulder, as you, you and Cameron are still in her view, she's going to take a shot at you with the drake on beam. An 18. <laughs> 14 as you you feel like your back get hit and uh, start sizzling and disintegrating. That inspiring resolve saved me by three hit points. Nice. Cameron looks back as and he's about to start taking off. I'll let you like grab onto him if you want to ride with him. Yeah, I do. I need to just grab a, <laughs> a hunk of bear meat. We'll say he gets here at the end of his movement. I did take out that corner, so. Oh, this corner right here? Yes, I did. Okay, we'll say you're right here, and you still have line of sight, and you're too far out of the range, they can't hit you. But Paul can move. I mean, not Paul, uh, Jason. He stands up, half his movement. Now let's see if you're within 40. It's too 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 far. far. He sprints. And then he can't do anything, right? Because he double moved. Is he close enough? Uh, Who's next? The Blue Ranger. He's not going to be able to get there either. So he stands on his friend. So he's going to shoot with disadvantage at you. 16 to hit. That hits. About five piercing. And you're hanging on the back of Cameron and he feels you kind of go limp and slide on the ground. Zach, as you slide across the ground, make me a death save. Boo. Uh, you smack your head as you slide on some piece of equipment and well, Max is up. I'll say he stops as he sees you. I will try to stop the bleeding again. I will not leave him. You fucking pop back up with one hit point. As he ah. stops the bleeding and you hear in your head, Zach, push on. 
rhinoceros, do you want to do anything but keep running? Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not running. I'm waiting right by here because I can hear like what's going on, and I want to see that everybody gets out. So like I've stopped kind of right after crashing through this last door, and I'm just kind of like blinking in the sunlight. But when I hear that like thought speak, everything going down, um, I'll say that I could probably figure out that it's Zach that just went down and came back up. So I'm immediately just going to be like Zach, demorph. Not inside. Start now. And like, if Cameron can grab him, that's, I think what Savannah's thinking is she'll just be like, Cameron, grab him, drag him out here. Zach, we'll try to cover you and we'll run. Got it. Zach's, Zach's not gonna, but he appreciates the gesture. This woman gets right here. Now let's see. She needs to be within How many? 60. Goddamn people. That's 60 feet. So she can take a shot with the Draken beam. No, she can only do it at 40 feet. So she can't shoot. She does double move. Good. Thank God. Cameron uh, leans back down again as his action scoops up Zach. They get right here. Okay, now it's all the bad guys' turn. They are all gonna double move. We'll say they get right here, but they have no actions to do anything. We're all outside. I'm gonna tell, uh, hey, Max, if you can, drop the wall. I don't know how, you, maybe you can cut away something and get, close this up behind us. I do not believe I can do that. Okay. Well, it was worth a try. Uh, I'm also going to inspire and resolve again. Nice. No double crit once? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, holy shit. We all get plus five. What fucking garbage. Max, like, you see his stalk eyes look behind him and he sees this guy getting close. He takes a step back and since his tail is fucked up, I'm going to give him disadvantage at this. But he's going to take one swing at Jason. And he misses. He tries to move his tail blade. You see, like, the muscles just spasm in it and he can't do it. So, uh, fucking now he's going to take an opportunity attack. I didn't think about that. And I fucked up. I, he's got to take another swing because it's bad if he moves away and takes a hit. 17 hits. As he uh, misses with this first one, he comes back and like his the sight the point of his blade is going right at this guy's temple and at the last second he turns it and smacks him and that guy falls to the ground right now the first thing savannah is going to do is just very angry all of you run and then she's going to uh sweep back at this wall and basically what I want to do is just continue to charge down these walls, but at this point, I I am charging the wall. I'm trying to crunch all the way along, run down it, but like uh, coming back, like I don't know if you can see this, but like basically turning out this way and then coming back and sweeping towards them. Just like Zach's idea kind of to close the wall, but it's more just to create enough chaos and confusion and maybe collapse that they have, they are trapped, they cannot get through. So with your movement, you know you can do that. Go ahead and yeah. give me an athletics check. This one's going to be a little bit harder as you're pushing through solid wall, like, all the way down. You're not just going through uh, okay. the thin part of it. 23. You push, and you feel the walls crumbling behind you as you make your way up and down the wall toward, back towards your friends. 
If we were to describe this movement in terms of animal movement and not D&D movement, what I'm trying to do is sweep around, collapse this wall down, and then herd out my friends using my body movement. I'm trying to sweep around them and like just use, like, I am here, you move out of my way now, and push them out into the open. As you come down, uh, it starts to fall and crumble and crumble, and it leaves um, just this whole side of the hospital. Uh, collapses and you can't see them as the dust and debris moves up and you take off, you and Axe take off, uh, you right behind him as he's just moving. You guys have ran, uh, escaped from this hospital, even the walls crumbling behind you um, as you race across this first street. As uh, you, you already see as he's running, um, Axe Millie, his body starting to change. Like his, his stock eyes are shrinking in as he's running. Where to, Zach? Is there, is there a place nearby that I think is safe? Yeah, so like you're in kind of a cluster of buildings, so like yeah. that means that there is, there are alleyways to go down. You just gotta pick one and. Okay, then uh, I'm just gonna say uh, left here, or uh, straight through these, or like uh, duck behind that, you know, or whatever, just as we're running. I'm gigantic and I can't see well. I'm gonna keep going until one of you guys can cover me. Because I think we'll um, get caught if I follow you guys. And so if I'm riding Cameron, I'm going to try to direct Cameron in front of the rhino. Because I think he should be wide enough, more or less, to give us an idea of where the rhino can fit. And he can see better. And I'm just going to tell, Van, just, <laughs> just chase the big white blob. It's not about that. It's that I can't see if there are people around. And I'm very obvious. Yeah, I got that. Max and I are looking out. Don't worry. I'll follow them. We'll see how this goes. Let me get a perception done. Alright, yeah, go ahead and roll a perception. And uh, Cameron's just 11. barreling towards where you told him to go. Savannah, you're following behind? Yeah, not committally, but I'm following them for now. It's really distracting, like, coming out of this hospital. You hear yells and... Cars are screeching as you guys hit the uh, the road and and get across it, uh, but Cameron does make it into this alleyway. Um, you don't see any people looking at, like around your immediate area in this alleyway, but you know people have saw you cross the street. And uh... um, then I just we're gonna dip into. Uh... I don't know. So, if we're down an alley, I want to go down a side alley. Yeah, so like you go down this first alleyway, and Savannah, as you are kind of following, you do bump into one of the uh, the corners of a building and see some kind of bricks fall off. But you guys keep making your way down this alley. There's a dumpster, and uh, about midway through, it does spread off. Uh, it's like a T, like a lowercase T section. So you can go right, left, straight, or back the way you came. Wait here, and I'm just gonna like hop off and like run up ahead and check both directions. As you say that, Cameron stops and he um, kind of sits down on his like his butt and kind of leans against one of the walls and just takes a breather. Savannah, do you stop or keep going as uh, Zach starts to climb up the sides of these buildings and swing around a look? I'm stopping because I don't want to run over Cameron, but it's because he's in front of me that I'm stopping. Yeah, you, you stop and Cameron looks back, ah! Uh, but you stop before you hit him, and you look around both ways. Zach, go ahead and roll me a perception check. A seven. Uh, Savannah, as you stop uh, next to you, 
you see uh, a slowly shrinking Andalite uh, beak start to protrude out of its mouth, or out of it where its mouth should be. Can I do a perception uh, to hear if I hear anything behind? Because I can't turn. So can I just kind of like flick ears back, listen yep. behind me? Zach, you look uh, up and up and down this alleyway. Um, you don't see anything. No humans or anything, at least. With an 18, you do, as you flick your ears behind, you hear the shouts. Uh, they're coming from a ways away, probably back at the hospital. But you do hear, they went this way. Listen, I can still hear people yelling after us. I don't think we are safe yet. Okay. Max, as soon as you're uh, morph, man, get get airborne and try to help us out. Yes. He kind of crouches behind the dumpster as, like, you see the feather patterns uh, start to change from his fur to the feathers. All right, let's go. And then uh, I'll motion down the right alley at the T. And I'm going to stand there and like let the rhinoceros and the polar bear go through and like wait long enough to make sure that max is like 99 percent morphed before I, I move cameron takes off to the right savannah all right again turning in this alleyway you kind of do hit some of these bricks and knock some stuff knock a trash can over um and th- this alleyway is a little tighter so you are kind of squeezing a little bit more but you can still make your way through it and, I am uh, huffing as I'm doing that. Like, annoyed as shit, Rhino is going, like, full-on huffing as this is going down. So, as, uh, as Cameron keeps moving, uh, Max is morphing and you're watching him, but Cameron gets to the end of this alleyway and, like, looks back over his shoulder and kind of peeks out and he says, just go? It leads... No, hold on a second. He waits... And as you see Max shrinking and uh, his hooves, his back ones like uh, absorb into his body as his uh, tail blade flattens out um, and spreads to to make his feathers, and he shrinks more and more. He's about eighty percent through the morph when you see a uh, the first human enter the alleyway on the end. You guys came in. All right, uh, I'm gonna raise the pistol and shoot. <laughs> This is a wild... It's intended to be a wild shot to scare him off. Uh, Well, 12 hits, so uh, roll 2d6. Okay. Five. Uh, You see, it hits him in the shoulder, and this... uh, We'll say it's it's Tommy, the Green Ranger, and he... Oh, man. He, uh... Ah! And he, like, takes cover, moves back behind the the alleyway out of your sight. Like, he takes cover behind the wall. All right, they're here. We gotta go. So go. I'm I'm still waiting for Max before I. What do you want me to do, Zach? Just hang on a second, but be ready. Another few seconds go past. You see uh, another face peek around the corner and point a gun down, and shoot a seven. Nice. They missed. And you you hear a bullet uh, just go right past you. Yeah, I'm gonna get behind the the wall that's to the left and stick an arm out and just shoot high enough that I know I'm not going to hit Max Uh, so the bullets just go wild Um, and you see Max who's mostly Northern Harrier he takes a couple steps and spreads his wings and takes to the air 
One shot gets taken at max with this uh, uh, with disadvantage. Does he have control over that morph? We'll find out. You see the the Harrier take off, and as it does, a, a bullet uh, hits it in its wing. And you hear, ah! uh, and that will trigger another save. I did not have control, but that bullet knocked my mind in the, into the conscious space. Uh, I'm hurt, but I think I can still fly. All right, get somewhere safe. Um, and I'll pistol down the thing again, just there. Dex, boo, nothing. Hop on Cameron's back and go, 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 go. And you can like swing down the alleyway and if Cameron's still waiting there, you can drop on him. And as soon as you say go, he takes off into the streets again. Zach, what are we gonna do? Uh, don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, Aximili, can you direct Cameron and Zach to somewhere safe to demorph in an alleyway now? Can you see if there's anything from up top where they can duck into and hide? I will take a look. As he looks around, he says, I can see them. They are all going down the alleyway following you. There are, is a small group of them, um, but they've headed the wrong way. They're on the other side of the block. If you can get some distance, you may be able to just duck into an alley Maybe hide in the demorph. Okay. There's another one up here. Um, and like, just go up the street a little bit and turn right. And yeah, he, he kind of directs you to an alley. Basically, everybody who is going down this alley and going to try to demorph can make stealth checks. I am not going with them because I will ruin a stealth check. I am charging straight past them and breaking off. Okay. That's a 16 as Cameron finds a big dumpster and he kind of pushes it up with one paw and with, climbs his big bare ass into it. Do you climb off of him as you're like, as he goes into um, this dumpster? Yeah, as, as he's getting up into the dumpster, I'm, I'm grabbing the fire escape and getting up however many stories. I have a, a climb speed of 30, so. Alright. How many stories is this building? Uh, six. Cool, my dash. You hear some cracking and solution going on in this dumpster. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm looking for Savannah. As you, like, climb to the top of the building, you, like, look, you can't see her moving. You're just going straight down the street, Savannah. Unless I see somewhere that looks like an open, like, anywhere with, like, a brush cover, like a park or something, then, yeah, absolutely. I'm just charging straight until I see somewhere that I think I can get some more open movement in. Van, where are you going? Away from you guys, so you can demorph without drawing attention. Yeah, rhinos draw a lot of attention. Yep, we're on the same page. You need to not be drawing attention either. Get somewhere and demorph. I, what? Okay, Zach. I'm on it. Didn't think of that before. Wasn't what I was right. doing right now. I mean, you just left. It's fine. Um, Cameron looks like he's safe and hidden. Uh, he looks like he's in that dumpster and it's closed behind him. Closed on top of him. I'm just gonna... Hey, Cameron, keep doing as you're doing. Uh, we'll regroup later. Gotcha. And I'm just gonna try to get to the next rooftop over. Yeah, it's... Uh, and, as, and follow Savannah. So are you trying to be... Not letting anybody see you or... like? As much as I can. So give me a stealth check with advantage because you're on the roofs. A 10. 
<laughs> you, you swing from, you try to swing from one roof to the other and like the whole satellite. What are those things that's like a dish? Not dishes though. No, a satellite dish you, you grab onto it and it just falls down to the ground. So uh, there's a civilian that looks up. Whoa. It's a kid. He says, Mommy, look, there's a monkey on it. Oh, Jesus. These kids. It's a spider monkey. Like spider, but not spider, like a spider man, but he's a monkey. Well, he's spider monkey, mommy. Mommy, you're Good. stupid. Yeah. Whoa. I hate you, mommy. Language. Wow. You stupid bitch, mommy. What the fuck? You don't tell me what to do, you dumb slut. What? And then she what smacks him. origin story? I'm sorry, mommy. Oh my god. Dude, don't meet that kid later. Yeah. Savannah, there is a, uh, there are some docks to your right. To the left is another warehouse district. Which one looks emptier? I believe the park at this time of day, and I don't see many people in it. All right, would you stay on me and direct me towards a little more cover? Yes. Uh, he says the park is near the docks to, the, to your right. I'll head that way, turn right. And head that wherever I'm being directed. As you're moving down this road, you see a truck coming towards you. Uh, roll a perception check. A pickup truck? Or... Like a big semi-truck. Am I near enough to see it? Uh, you are. T you are. Ten. You just see that truck coming towards you. Seventeen do anything for me? So as you like look in, uh, and you see the truck coming, you see the guy in it, and he like looks and sees the rhino. And then his eyes go wide, and he, like, grabs a walkie-talkie and says something into it. All right, Van, there's a dude in a truck that just spotted you. He's radioed somebody. I assume it's a bunch of yurks. Maybe, or maybe it's just a bunch of humans, but we're working on getting to cover. Why are you still following me, Demorph? Um, how much traffic is there on this road? Uh, it's like midday on a Friday, so like some people are getting off early from work. It's a little more crowded than it normally would be this time, so like maybe every 50 seconds, every minute or so, a car will pass. Okay. How slow is the truck moving? Uh, about 45 miles per hour. Uh, I'm just going to sit sit tight. Um. Savannah, as Aximili is directing you, um, you go, you hit an alleyway, you are knocking shit over, and it's not, I mean, that's how a rhino do. That's just how a rhino do. He does um, tell you that there is this small, uh, he sees a bridge in this park, and the bridge is like one of those that has like, you can walk underneath it. It's just like... A circular opening with a bridge going it's, over it's it. It's like one of those round... It's like basically like a sewer tunnel, but flattened on the bottom. Yep, yep. Yep. No, exactly what you're talking about. I think that may be a good place. There's not a lot of people around. Um, if you can get there... I'll give it a shot. And I'll try bolting there with Accent Millie hopefully telling me how to avoid people in the park. <laughs> so I will give you... Uh, advantage on the stealth check because he's helping you, you are going to have disadvantage because you're a big-ass rhino running through the so city. So flat roll. So flat roll. 17. You um, do knock over a hot dog stand and the guy's like, ah, I'm a hot dog. But I feel you, like I would have seen the hot dog stand. You're blind, bro. Was, you this a, your... was this a spite hit? 
it was just an uncontrollable rhino hit. So but cool. as like as you do that, all the people around feel sorry for this hot dog guy. They're like, "Oh, it's hot dogs!" And they try to help him, and you get into this tunnel. Uh, Zach, you do see that truck. Uh, it yep. misses the alleyway that Savannah went down, but uh, about two blocks down, it does turn the way. You're not, you're from this place. You live pretty close to here. You know that where Savannah kind of went, you can get to the park by going around that way that they just went. With what urgency did they turn? <laughs> you know what I mean? Was it like a <laughs> sort of turn? Yeah, or? almost a drift. Okay. That, uh, I don't know if you can even hear me if you're too far away, but that big truck is heading your way, I think. it's It, it turned towards the park. Savannah, you don't hear that, but um, Max, who Max is in does. the air and can grab it and relay it, does, yes. Cameron, if you can hear me, um, get somewhere and go bird. We need we need more eyes in the sky. You don't hear anything. Private thought speak to uh, Aximily, just are you still covering me? I am. I'm going to go in the tunnel and demorph and then come out as a peregrine. I do see the truck. How close? We'll be here in less time than it takes you to, or in less time than it takes you to demorph and remorph. Fantastic. You may need to demorph and move. Right, that was just a confusing way to phrase that, but all right, I will demorph and move. Not on my planet. I see. It probably helps when you can relay some of your intention through thought speak, which doesn't always seem yes. to come through to us. Yes. I'm demorphing. How far away am I from the park? Can I see the park? Uh, you see, like, the trees off in the distance. It's, a, it's not a huge park. It's not Central Park. It's like... A small little park with like places for kids to play in a little wooded area, picnic stuff. Uh, I want to start demorphing. So after you finish your demorph, you do hear this truck enter the park and is like making its way down these roads. Uh, Zach, you also finish your demorph. Um, I'm stashing the pistol on this rooftop, like loose brick or behind something. I don't, you know, whatever. Uh, Aximilly said I didn't have enough time, so I'm casually walking out from under the bridge like I was walking in this park the whole time and headed towards, like, if I can see, like, oh, I do want to morph again, but I'm taking my time to find new cover now. Alright, give me just a stealth check with advantage, because you're just a human in, in the, the barefoot human in spandex. Four. As they, like, pull in, they see, like, some of the carnage that you have left behind as, as a rhino. Just, you know, the hot dog stand fell over. There's a couple of stones or the sidewalk is like dented in. And they are like, look past you to like the area where you demorphed, like in that little tunnel. And then they like look over their shoulder. There are other people around. They do uh, look at you, see your barefoot, see your in spandex, you stand out a little bit. And they say, you see a man lean out the window. He's got like a toboggan on and he says, hey, Hey, you. Yeah? Did you see that rhino? No. Throw me a deception check. It's not a lie. I <laughs> wasn't looking. Uh, so, but sure. Uh, seven? Uh, he, how did you not see a rhino run through this park? And he, like, starts to open the door. I don't know. What are you... Wasn't paying attention? Savannah. If you would like some interference, look up. And 
Uh, he says, there was definitely a rhino to come through here. We've seen it. And he start, He gets out of the car. Okay. There was. Sure. Whatever you say. You look suspicious. Where's your shoes? And, like, you see that there's somebody in the passenger seat, and they, like, are looking over, and they start to open their door to you. Just barefoot running. Haven't you ever heard of it? No. <laughs> this guy's, he's got a little belly on him. He doesn't look like he knows, knows a lot about running. We need, you can't leave here until we figure out where this rhino is. I don't know who you are. And I'm going to start causing a scene. Like, I'm going to start screaming for help. Like, get away from me. I don't know you. Give me a performance check. Oh, fuck. <laughs> a five. What is going on? Uh, they're picking up, people are picking up hot dogs and, like, people are befuddled because of, uh, there was just a rhino that ran past. They aren't, like, there's already a commotion going on. You doing this is kind of blending in with that. Okay, then I'm going to bolt and I'm heading right for where the people with the hot dog stands are. Hey, come here! As you run, you can give me an uh, an athletics or an acrobatics check. 19. But it's going to create the exact illusion I want of a young girl running through a park being chased by two older men on a Friday afternoon in front of One families. One of them has a beer belly, at least. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he which we've established. So he should have disadvantage. That's what I'm thinking. Well, either way, he misses. He tries to grab you, and you get just out of his range and... Uh, head like the 30 feet it is to where the hot dog stand guy is. So you're in like this crowd of people um, and they're they're going to chase after you. What I'm going to do is literally head into this crowd of people. There are two older strange men chasing a young girl. Like I'm saying, can you help to literally anybody? And I can roll you another performance if you want, but I feel like I should really have advantage. <laughs> you can have advantage on like the persuasion check as you're like okay. doing this. 10. It's hard to, like, get people's attention as you come in here. They're, it's not necessarily the hot dogs. It's just everything else that has went on, too. Sure. I get it. Crimes take place every day. Who cares? As they get over there, they will be within your range again to try to grab you. There are people around, um, but he's going to try to grab you again. It seems like this guy doesn't care about these people. About any of this? Okay. At this point, I will... Uh, I'm just going to, like, look up, like, the signal that Aximili told me to do. I'm going to try to, like, dodge through the people and take off again. Right, so that'll give you advantage on your stealth check if he misses this, if he doesn't grab you. So go ahead and make a dex in athletics or in acrobatics. Twelve. Crit one. So as uh, he goes to grab you, maybe you're like, you're not my dad or something like that. I don't know. And then... I'm saying all of those things. I don't know you. You need to leave me alone. Back off. Like, all the things. So, like, he does, after you say that, he grabs you. He gets you. He grabs you by the arm. And uh, you're like, I don't know you. I don't know you. And the hot dog guy stands up. And he sees this guy. And he just takes a punch at him. And it causes him to let you go. You take off. And now give me a stealth check with advantage. As, as soon as the guy gets punched... He's like reeling from it. He's looking. You see a uh, northern harrier come down and uh, fly right past his face. And he managed to uh, duck into these people and at least get out of this crowd uh, enough to get away from him. This guy doesn't see you. The other guy that was with him watches you start to take off. 
And I'm not stopping. I'm running. You have an athletics check against their athletics check. You just gotta outrun them. 18. Nine. You take off. As you get away, you make it, you run, you hit some forest, hit, get out of the forest, get back into uh, the city life, duck down some alleyways, go inside a building, come out of another building, and you get away. All with um, Aximili leading you. As you finish Bird, you meet up with Cameron in the air. Okay. And uh, you can relay with Aximili. We've escaped. Yeah, by the time me and Cameron, I think, meet up and then get to the park and can figure out where, where Max is, I think at that point Van's probably gotten away. So we can just be, like, we'll just be, like, near enough each other that we can see where everybody is. And I'll take my time, as like, as long as it takes, as cautious as I want to be, and I'll find a place and I'll more. Um, can we see the, the alley where we stashed our stuff from here? Um, uh-huh. we'll say there's, like, one or two people in that alley at the moment as you guys are flying by. Okay. As soon as we're, like, near enough that we can tell that, then we just bank off and go somewhere else. Um, I guess back to Pacific Towers. We can reconvene in Pacific Towers. Everybody demorphed. Yep. yep. Uh, as you guys get into Pacific Towers, Cameron, exhausted, drops down onto the couch. Was that successful or no? Well, we messed up their plans, um, at least some mess up the hospital so hopefully they can't use it anymore for whatever they were doing at least for a little while at the very least the yurks know that we're on to them and we're not gonna no. sit idly by I guess it'll look bad for Chapman well, that's good so now what so now um well, most immediately, we're going to have to go get our stuff, but we could do that later tonight. I think now we have to make good on our promise and get Aximilian contact with his people. Yeah, that was step two. It wasn't there yet. I was thinking about that. If it is okay with you all, before we do that, I would like to return to the cabin. I do not know what my people will say... And if I will not be returning, there are some things I would like to set back to how they were before I improved them. And he looks over to you, Savannah, his other stock eyes, one looking out the window, one towards the uh, elevator door. If you could accompany me, Savannah, you could make sure that I do not uh, miss any of the devices that I've tampered with. I'll say, yeah, I'll go with. Um, I also would like to meet this new species that... Zach, that you have encountered, if that will be okay. Yeah, you're open invitation, man, um, if you want to be there. Um, I actually need to head to the cabin, too, just to take Grant's stuff. We could all go. That would work. It's fine with me. I, um, I believe I would like to stay to meet this new race with you and also, um, Take whatever knowledge back with I can, with me if I can that I can. Um, I'm very tired. May we do this in the morning? 
Sounds like yeah, a good plan. Yeah. He looks back to Savannah. I will meet you at your place of employment at high noon, little doggy. I learned that from a movie on AMC. I do not recall the title. You got it, cowboy. You have seen this movie. Probably not. Uh, and as he kind of finishes that, Cameron says, So, Zach. Yeah. You still meeting up with JJMC tomorrow? Oh. You know, I don't know. We'll see, maybe. Oh. He kind of looks dejected and sad. I'm hoping to, but we'll see what goes down at the cabin. Well, I was going to see if I could go with you. And if we don't... Um, you guys need me at the cabin? Tomorrow? Um, I guess not necessarily. You got something going on? I mean, I was just going to check out the festival either way. But I was going to say, if you were meeting JJMC, I was going to, you know, come by. If not, it's cool, though. I don't, I don't, you don't have to include me. Well, here, I'll tell you what, man. Um, we'll do the cabin, like, kind of first thing in the morning. And hopefully finish up there by, oh, no. That'll be at noon, so never mind. Why don't you guys just go to the cabin and meet me there later? And if you, if I can see JJ, then I will. Yeah, I'll I'll get you guys, you know, backstage or whatever if I can. Hell yeah! All right, hey Savannah, I'm staying the night. Yeah, you're welcome to. And he just lays down and rolls over on the couch. Uh, Zach, if you want to, you can go retrieve your stuff uh, late at night. Cool. I'm just going to grab everybody's shit and I'll even drop everybody else's stuff back off at Pacific Towers before I go home. Uh, next day, uh, Savannah at work. Chelsea, she lets you know she's going to the festival as well. She brings you a coffee in in the morning. She's a little bit late, but you know, all of that. So are you going to go? To the, to the festival? Yeah. Oh, probably not. Savannah, you never go to anything. I go to some things. Name one. There was the thing that we did last summer where we went to work with the other zoo and we did all the sort of Something animals. that doesn't have to do with animals. Something that has to do with people, Savannah. Oh. No, I'm not likely to go to those. Oh, I would love it if you were there. At the at the festival? Yeah, you would be so fun to hang out with at one of those things. Why? Oh, you're just fun, Savannah. And she like leans back and drinks her coffee. Anyways, there's gonna be some boys. She smiles. I can get you in with the, you know, the best looking ones from from West uh, Ocean Grove West. That's where I go to school. That seems like a very kind offer from you. <sighs> Whatever, Savannah. And she sighs. The shift will go by without... I'll end that on it. I'll give her a maybe at the end. I'll, like, take a sip of the coffee that she got me and be like, well, maybe. We'll see. Like, as at the end of your shift, you say that, and she says, okay, well, I'll see you there. As she leaves. Hey, 
Maybe. Okay. <laughs> you see a northern harrier circling above the gardens. How are you going to get to the cabin? Uh, I think, of, I don't know, take an Uber most of the way. <laughs> or take a bus most of the way. You have set out at <laughs> like 8 in the morning to get here. Yeah, it's going to suck. We don't have the we don't have the jelly bean anymore. We'll say um, as this Uber pulls up, you know, a certain distance away from the cabin, and I'll take an Uber to thirty thirty miles away. All right, that, you're gonna do thirty miles. I'll morph something big and carry uh, it, but oh, swinging the tree to tree with. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'll put it in a backpack and then kombucha be wearing a backpack and a so like you time this perfect you are about five minutes out the uh savannah and max are about 10 minutes out um and as you guys continue on your new normal lives turning into animals and traveling uh deep into the woods and back into the city going about normal businesses the thoughts that you all have of these people that had to fall by your hands today for you to protect the entire freedom of the human race. These fill your heads. Um, you all have felt war now. You have taken casualties. You've given casualties. You've seen the reality of it, and it broke one of your ranks. It takes a toll on you physically, but the images that will stick in your head and the choices that you all have to make are more exhausting and taxing on your own well-being than any of those bruises or scrapes could be. Now is the time to cling to your reasons to fight because the reasons to stop are piling up. Relishing your victories and your losses, but definitely in the victories because hey, they're still victories. see a meadow that sits just outside of a city. The long grass and flowers blown in the wind. The breeze smells like fresh grass in summertime. Completely silent. No sound. And the weather's just right. A little bit of heat, but the breeze uh, or a shady tree j gives just enough respite to make the weather feel perfect. There's a small figure that pokes their head out from behind a tree and a smile on their face. Her black hair isn't very long and it curls just a little at her neck and around her ears. It's a little girl with big green eyes glistening in the sunlight as she scans the meadow, searching. The smile slowly starts to fade and she takes a step out from behind the tree, a new curious look on her face. She takes an unsure step, her little body barely keeping balance. Another step, and another. The look turns to worry. She stepped far enough away from the tree that only her two little fingers um, rest on it, and her small arm is outstretched, and she gazes in the meadow searching. Uh, the worries turn to panic, and that's the panic starting to set in on her. And just before all hope is lost, and this little girl's 
green eyes begin to fill with tears. From behind the tree, two hands grab her and lift her into the air. They turn the little girl's body to face them, and it's a woman in a summer dress with flowers decorating it. Uh, hair as black as the little girl's. She raises the little girl higher and spins her through the air. The uncertainty and panic no longer cloud in her face. She's smiling and the few tears that had started to form fly off her face as she spun. We hear the first sounds now as this woman talks to the little girl. It's faint and it echoes but the words are clear. Hold on. She spins the girl faster and faster and they laugh until the woman stumbles over. She falls and pulls the little girl in tight as they disappear uh, between the grass. We see the woman lift up, a panic look on her face. She looks down to see the little girl face down. The woman quickly grabs the little girl's shoulder to turn her over and when she does, she's greeted with a huge smile and laughter from this little girl. The woman smiles back and says, well, you're pretty tough, huh? The woman and the little girl laugh and laugh and laugh and suddenly your eyes shoot open as you hear the sound of a car crash outside your house. Shortly after, you hear two men arguing, and behind your closed door of your room, you hear, Dylan, get up. You got an hour to get ready if you want to ride. I don't care if you want to sleep all day, but you're not going to make me late. Jenna, can you please describe Dylan for us? Sure. Uh, Dylan is about 5'7". Uh... A little skinny, but not not too skinny. Definitely getting the weight back. A um, little sallow, a little pale, um, and constantly very tired. I'm five minutes. I'm I'm five minutes, Dad. All right, you got an hour. I'm leaving without you. An hour? That's good. Yeah, I can do that. And as you kind of wipe the sleep from your face, you see your little. A terrarium with your little spider in it. He's looking out at you, and you see his little uh, front two little legs start doing this. Hey, Pippin. And Dylan is gonna reach for the little um, container of flies that she has and take a, a couple of them and put them in the little hurricane jar and set it down in Pippin's enclosure and close the lid. Yep. Uh, I don't know how these work. But however it works, he goes and eats them. <laughs> you look. Mm. If a spider could smile. He's <laughs> gonna get up and get ready. And yeah, you get ready. He's in the car waiting for you. Uh, and if you join him as you get in, you hear a news report playing on the radio. And it says, uh, And the animals destroyed half the hospital before the commotion ended. Uh, patients confused many of the animals with bladed dinosaurs. Clearly effects of the meds, I, I mean medicine, uh, confusing their senses. And your dad turns the radio off aggressively. Uh, he changes the station. It's just like classical music. Holy shit, did animals escape from the zoo? I don't, I have no idea what these crazy people were talking about. Uh, you know, probably on drugs. And he like side-eyes you. And like, he just kind of look back, looks back towards the road and he says... I don't know. Sounds fishy to me. Yeah, that's pretty fishy. He doesn't say much as you guys are, are riding. Um, 
But give me give me uh, an insight check. Okay. You can tell he after he turned off that radio, he seems more nervous than anything else, and he seems to be like sweating profuse, profusely after hearing that. Dad, you okay? <sighs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. I mean, it like they they didn't describe any mice, so you're probably going to be fine. I know you're terrified of mice, but like it's going to be fine. Oh, yeah, the whole hospital thing, I don't know. It doesn't It's other things. It's things at work. Oh. With your insight check, you can tell that that is a lie. There is something connecting this, like something that he doesn't like. My boss is breathing down my neck. Uh, Dylan has done her fair share of lying to him, so she's just going to drop it. And as like you guys go a little bit more, as after you drop it, he really doesn't talk to you uh, the whole ride. He just is kind of silent. You know, um... Like, I, I get it, but if you're not coming to these things, then me having a car at this point would actually be beneficial. I know. I know, but also it would be beneficial. We'll think about it. He kind of looks look up, uh, like side glances at you as he's watching the road and he says, you think you're ready for a car? I mean, I think so. Yeah. Well, uh, give me a persuasion check. There's, you had a lot of issues. I don't know about getting your car. But you know what? Maybe if it'll keep you, or if that would help me a little bit. It would make you, yeah, me not have to run you everywhere around town. He does seem to think at that. So we're going to leave it at a hard maybe, right? Sure. I can live with that. Listen, Dylan, when we get here, I'm going to need you to hurry, okay? I cannot be late. Do you have a way home tonight? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, as you guys are starting to pull up towards the festival, he uh, reaches into a wallet, pulls out $100, hands it to you. Use this for what you need. Um, I'll see you in the morning. And he, he stops, like, at the front uh, entrance to this. Uh, Dylan's gonna pull her sleeves down a little over her arms and then, uh, thanks uh, I guess. Love you, Dad. Uh, as you like, say love you and get out, he says yes, yes, I uh, love you too, and he gives you a wave and pulls off. You turn and you see the Ocean Grove Founders Day Festival. It's beautiful. There's lights everywhere. There's rides. There's booths, stands, food, everything. It's about 3 p.m. Uh, the booths line the walkways of this park. The rides are set up in the fields. There's jugglers, games, fortune tellers, a fun house, a dunk tank. There's this uh, booth with the spinning wheel and uh, it has numbers all around it. And then the um, like the counter in front of it has like squares with the numbers in it and you can buy some chances and put it in the numbers kind of like roulette and if you hit your number you get to win a cake or something like a cake or a pie or something and like as you look around the crowd is mostly families at the moment some teenagers are here but you know more will gather as the night goes on uh at first you do see one familiar face 
a girl you considered a friend. Uh, she has like jaw length, blonde hair, soft blue eyes. It's Katie, and she just seems to be uh, leading a group of children with blue shirts on, and they're she's like kind of following them into a funhouse. I'm gonna walk up. You walk up, and she kind of notices you, and, uh, raises, like, kind of gives you a wave. Oh, hey, Dylan. Hey, Kate. How are you doing? I didn't expect to see you here. I haven't talked to you in a little bit. Yeah, I just needed to get out, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm chaperoning these kids. This program I'm a part of, they took them here as kind of like a field trip. That's kind of adorable. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> hey, if you don't have anybody, she kind of looks around, sees you're not with anybody. You can hang out with us. Uh, I mean, maybe for a minute, yeah. I got some things I want to hit up. Oh yeah. I'm gonna play some games. Oh, the the balloons with the darts, or heck yeah. Yeah, you can win an Eminem poster. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> no, okay. I'm not going for that. <laughs> Yeah, me neither. I don't like him. He's so 2000 and late. <laughs> uh, well, what have you been up to, Dylan? Oh, man. Yeah, so much. Like, you know, homework, mostly. Um, meetings, they're fun. They're, yeah. You know, if you needed some more support, I just joined this group, and they are amazing. They, they provide low-income families with, um, you know, stuff that they might need, people that need therapy. There's gr there's therapists that have joined the group that give out free therapy when you're a full, when you're a full member. Hmm. That sounds pretty cool. That might actually help a little. I know. I know I've cost that a lot of money lately, so. That might be, yeah. Everything's free with this. And they provide, like, this whole field trip for these kids was free. I can, you can, I'll, I'll go on a meeting uh, next Tuesday if you want to come. Um, I mean, I've got another meeting, but yeah, I, I'll check it out sometime though. She uh, puts a hand on your shoulder and like leans in close and says, Dylan, I'm a friend. I'm trying to help you. Take my help. Yeah. I mean, I'm grateful. Yeah. I just, I can't cancel on one so soon I can probably arrange it and she like goes back to shuffling the kids in to where you can just come and check it out you know whenever you're free yeah cool awesome I like that and as the kids go through and you guys spend a little bit of time together it's small talk one of the kids falls uh, give me an insight check when this kid falls a regular kid falling and <laughs> <laughs> crying we're about to go. I gotta take them to get some food, um, but we'll be back out later. Do you wanna? There's uh, fireworks at the end of the day. Do you wanna catch those with us? Uh, I might try and head home before then. But yeah, if I'm here, we'll meet up. Sounds amazing. I'll I'll see you later. It's good seeing you. Good to see you. Don't make it so long next time. And she leans in and gives you a hug. Dylan just kind of stiffly hugs her back. Yep. Give me another insight check. This one with advantage. Yeah, with a 14. It's, it's a little... She's acting... The last time you saw her, it wasn't like this. It's a little bit weird. 
Sun's off. Mm. But yeah, so this is about another hour later. Uh, it's about 4, 4.30-ish. As you're walking around, as more teenagers start to gather here, you do see uh, your some of your old friends, Chelsea and Haley. Uh, they're standing with some other girls, one with like this long red hair and a ponytail. Um, Chelsea kind of gives you like a small little wave, um, but you can kind of tell she's doing it where nobody else in the group could see her do it. And Haley sees you and just kind of giggles and flips uh, her beautiful blonde hair. Uh, she walks off. Another guy that you notice is a guy in like this leather jacket, a tank top underneath, uh, blue jeans. He's got this greasy hair. He's unshaven. You see him kind of wiping his nose as he's walking around and looking around. He does see you. gives you like a little head nod, heads off, like back behind some of the booths and stuff. Super shady. At the cake thing, at the um, the cake roulette, you see this stocky, olive-skinned boy celebrating a win on a cake. Uh, some of his brown hair comes loose from his bun, and he looks right at this smaller guy that's right next to him uh, with red hair, and he kind of gives him a high five. Uh, this is Cameron, a kid that you used to hang in the same circle as you, like, last year when all your stuff was going on. He uh, does seem to notice you and kind of, like, gives you a head nod. As he's one. Yeah. I'm going to walk up and be like, sup, loser? What? No, not <laughs> a loser. Look at this. And he says, give me that give me that pecan pie. And they bring over a pecan pie to him, and he just digs right in, takes a bite with his hand. You want some? Oh, no. Absolutely uh, not. It's good. That looks horrendous. <laughs> hey, Bart, this is Dylan, my friend. Uh, Dylan, this is Bart. And the red-headed kid kind of nods to you. Dylan's going to nod back to him. So, what brings you here, Dylan? I escaped. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. How you doing? I, I'm good, yeah. No, I think I'm really good right now. He smiles. Good. Good. I heard some... I heard you were going through it. And I just want you to know, my thoughts were always with you, even though if we didn't talk. Takes another bite of the. Thanks, bud. Uh, that is so disgusting. Yeah. Well, Are you eating no that with your fingers, it. like for real? Yeah. There's no forks at the festival. This is how they did it back when they first founded this place. That's what you're supposed <laughs> to do here. The forks are at the end of the when you go to buy the food. You know, you you buy the food yeah. and then you go to the end of the line, and that's where the forks are. He looks down at, like, the end of this booth, sees forks, napkins, ketchup, mustard, relish, all that. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, well. He flicks the pecans <laughs> off his hand and uh, kind of walks down. Uh, and as he's, like, walking down and he gets some napkins, he, like, looks over and there's one of those booths with the balloons and the darts. <laughs> oh. Do you want to pop some balloons? Yes. Let's do it. Hell yeah. You guys go over. Okay, so what we're going to do is you roll a, as you guys get these darts and these balloons are set up along the wall, you're going to roll a dex check uh, with no proficiency, so just a d20 plus your dex. And we'll see if you hit. Uh, you need to beat a 12. You, your first dart hits a balloon and pops it. Cameron's like, yeah, yeah, watch this. And he throws his. <laughs> and it, it hits the top, like, board completely missing a balloon. He's like, ah. 
Uh, you got three darts, so you can throw three times. Heck yeah. Hit! I don't know if you know this, but, like, I'm really good. Yeah, it looks like it. And then he hits one right beside your balloon. Aha! Yeah! Nice! You all throw them both at the same time, and as you do, like, they hit it in the air and fall to the ground. He's like, oh, shit. That's your fault. You did this. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. I wanted that snake. And he, like, looks up at a stuffed snake. Uh, but that's the big prize. He doesn't get a prize because he only hit one balloon. He gets a poster of Eminem. And he, <laughs> he puts it. Uh, you get to pick a medium prize. So there's, like, a uh, narwhal. There's a unicorn stuffed animal. There's a uh, dragon. There's a beholder. A, there's a beholder? Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um. Oh, narwhal, dragon, or beholder? Come on! I gotta get that beholder. Yeah, you have a beholder. It's it's not the big one, but it's like it's pretty big. It's like basketball size, and you have a beholder stuffed animal. And uh, as you guys kind of walk around the uh, like, the sun starts to set a little bit more. The red-headed kid, Bart, that's with Cameron, kind of, like, leans into Cameron. If you want to give me a perception check. Uh, as he leans in, you hear him say uh, to Cameron, Hey, you want to go smoke behind the, the booths? And Cameron looks back and says, No, not not right now. Not right now. And he, you see him, like, kind of side-eye you. Uh, it's, it's cool, man. You guys can go. Uh, no, it's cool. It's cool. We don't need to. Right, Bart? Bart says, I'm going. Cameron shrugs. Idiot. No, you're, I mean, that's what you like to do. It's fine. It's not going to trigger me. We're going to be fine. Oh, you want to come with? Can you get, are you good to be around it, though? And everything? I just don't, you know. Yeah. It's just pot, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, Cameron thinks about it for a second. All right. They kind of sneak off behind some, uh, they sneak off behind, like, these first booths, and it's, like, they're still within, like, the light that's radiating off, radiating off the booths and stuff, and, uh, Cameron's like, come on, I know your brother's a cop, Bart, but we, the rest of us don't have get-out-of-jail-free cards, and he, like, leads deeper into the woods, and they start smoking some weed, uh, Cameron will not offer... Bart does offer it to you. Cameron, like, smacks him on the shoulder. Uh, and he says, what? And he says, don't. And he kind of looks at you. Shakes his head. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. No thanks, bud. Uh, you do see that guy in the leather jacket. He's out here with you guys, but he's, like, 40 or 50 feet away. And... Uh, what he's doing is different, but you see he is also participating in recreational drugs. Just not weed. The the worst kind. He's injecting something. Dylan's going to kind of like position herself to where her back is turned to him. So she's not looking. So as this, you guys having fun, they start giggling as, as like the uh, weed takes a hold of them. Um, and... As this happens, you hear a small distant rumble uh, in the sky. And 
as you like look up, you manage to see this red light very quickly, less than a second, streak through the sky. And not even five seconds later, there's a shimmer um, in the sky and an object appears, some kind of plane. No, uh, it's a spaceship. It's a small, sleek looking ship. And it's almost a pod with like two fins on either side. And you only see it for a second as it descends below the tree line. And then the ground shakes as whatever that was hits the ground. Dylan, what do you do? Dylan's gonna turn to the guys, holy shit! Uh, Cameron like looks at you and looks back to the sky and looks back at you and says, we, 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 we gotta, we gotta get out of here. We should go. We should go. Uh, no, what? No, and Dylan's just gonna start running toward the thing. Oh shit, Cameron looks at Bart and he says, you know, go get the others, and he takes off, like, with you. 